Welcome to the View in Your Mirror podcast. We are your hosts, Lisa Rubin and Katie Harms. From new moves to tried and true strategies, we'll dissect the ways in which clothing and a little organization can and does affect your daily life. Come along as we hope to inspire, engage, and shape your rituals as well as your shapewear. Katie, it's season two, episode two. Did you know that? Oh, Lisa. Uh, after you told me I did. <laughs> <laughs> I, of course, had to be reminded. I'm just so happy to be back with you. It's been so fun to get comments and feedback. And I think the thing that is so great about the View in Your Mirror podcast is that there's a lot of fun that comes into it. You came up with four words. I love our four words. What are they? Timeless, professional, sophisticated, and fun. It's so true. And when you get feedback talking about how fun it is, you had one about the beginning and the ending of the day, which I just think is perfect. Yeah. A client texted me and said, Lisa, I love listening to your podcasts. I save them for either when I wake up in the morning or when I finish my day, because they always put me in my happy place. So thank you. And that was such a wonderful text to receive because that's why we're doing this, right? I think so. I don't think so. I know. So for all of those reasons that you said, because we truly believe in, and we're not espousing a particular style, or we want you to be authentically you and enjoy because truly there's so little in life we can control, right? We control our attitude. We can control how we look for the most part. You're right. We can control how we look. And then when we can control how we look and we like the way we look, our day is wonderful. No matter what is going on in the world, if we can look in the mirror and see that we like how we look, that makes us all feel better. It's so true. Hey, talking about starting the day out, right? We welcome Rustica Bakery as our new sponsor. Welcome to our show. Happy to have you. RusticaBakery.com. So now getting into the meat and potatoes or the hair, skincare, and makeup of our show, where that's really what we're focusing on today. We're in the middle of January is when we're taping this particular show. We're still in the middle of COVID, which I think is going to be here for a while with us. So we have some time maybe that we wouldn't normally have had to reevaluate, reinvigorate, reinvent some of the things that we're doing. So let's get into it. I want to start with skincare. Are you for it or against it? <laughs> so what, what I like to tell my clients and for myself is I think it's really important to get into a routine skincare program, whatever that means to you. As we age, of course, moisturizing our face, neck, neck and decollé. Is that how you say it? I'm not sure. But I never, I never know. I look at it and go, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I never say it right, but decollé, I think it is. All right, let's go with it. Sounds beautiful. Moisturizing that area, especially before we go to bed, it can really help how our skin will look and feel refreshed in the morning. Whether you're going to spend a lot of money on skincare or you're going to spend very little on skincare, it doesn't matter. Just get something, wash your face and put moisturizer on. Two steps, really. There's a lot of things out there, two, three, four, five steps. There's I, a lot really, of steps, but the two, two steps, basic wash, steps. moisturize. And the same in the morning. Exactly. Hydration, hydration, hydration. 
Yes. Which I will just say, I have noticed, I haven't been drinking as much water lately as I should. I notice a big difference. So I'm that pushing does the water. Make a huge difference. Makes a huge difference. Push yes. the water. Even in the winter, it's important to still do the water. And I oh. guess the silver lining to being home right now is that we can have our glass of water or whatever you're going to put your water in next to us at all times and try to drink something once an hour. Cheers to that. Now let's talk about waxing, tweezing, picking. First of all, picking in the skincare. Don't do it. No, no, no picking. picking. It's hard to not. I'm a natural born picker. It's just hard to not, but boy, it makes a difference when you don't. So waxing and tweezing. Let's talk about that. Okay. I think that waxing is very important, especially for your eyebrows. If you find a good person to do your eyebrows, it will make a very big difference in how your face presents itself. It generally isn't a lot of money to get waxed or your eyebrows waxed. If you get on a program and you do it every six weeks is what I suggest. If you're a person who doesn't have eyebrows or is losing a lot of hair for eyebrows, there are other alternatives. Some of them are very inexpensive. You can buy an eyebrow gel or an eyebrow liner. There's many available at all different price points and you can pencil it in yourself or Katie, you can do what you did. And that is what's called microblading. Yes. And I'll tell you what, there are two things that made significant differences to my whole outlook on life, both having to do with my eyes. The first was LASIK. The first day after I had LASIK, when I woke up and didn't have to throw glasses on on my bedside to see and doing the microblading and having my eyebrows done so that it isn't something that I have to do. And it's so silly because it's such a small amount of time to actually put your eyebrows on, but literally having them there, the first thing I see in the morning when I wash my face, when I get up and look in the mirror, it did something phenomenal. It framed my face. It made me feel lighter. It made me feel younger. It was an incredible change. Highly recommended. And I suggest it to a lot of people when I especially when I meet a client for the first time and they think I'm going to talk to them about their clothes. If I'm comfortable enough, I get into hair, makeup. And the first thing I always look at for people are their eyebrows. And especially because we're wearing masks now out in public all the time, what are we showing as our facial expression is our eyes and our eyebrows tell everything. It shows us how we're smiling. It shows how we're frowning. So eyebrows are that secret little important piece on our face. And if you're looking for somebody to do that, do your research. There's a lot of good ones out there. There's also a lot of people that I don't know that they've had the training. So you really want to make sure somebody's done a lot of it and they will, they will literally use a guide they place over your eyes to show you what it's going to look like. There's a little bit of artistry, probably a lot of artistry that goes into making it look like there are still wisps of hair. It is something that once you have it done, you have to go back or you should go back about every year. Personally, it made a huge difference. And the people that I know that have done it say the same thing. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back and we'll continue this eye-opening conversation. On the View in Your Mirror podcast, we love sharing our personal favorites. Rustica Bakery is high on that list and we know you're going to agree. Rustica has two locations. They're original at 3224 West Lake Street in Minneapolis across from Calhoun Commons and Whole Food Market and Southdale Center next to Lifetime where you'll enter without even going into the mall. Both have ample parking. Either online or in-store, 
bread, breakfast, dessert, treats, a menu sure to allow you to find a personal favorite in no time. Online ordering is a breeze and curbside pickup is an option. Available in-store only are savory menu items. Think grab and go for lunch or enjoy them there. Brunch items are offered Friday through Sunday. My personal favorite is the take and bake cookies available online or in-store truly a capstone for any get-together and in just 15 minutes from package to plate a memory to make. We highly suggest you always have these in your freezer. RusticaBakery.com. Find the food and drink you adore or try something new. Rustica Bakery puts the love shown by their customers back into every item baked. At Rustica, you're among favorites. So we are back we're so excited to have you along on this fun journey with us. Lisa, if people want to get a hold of you, how do they do it? Lisa at wardrobeconsulting.net. And I'm Katie at katieharms.com. We were having a compelling discussion about really everything having to do with above the neck and a little bit the chest region. The, how do you say it, Lisa? I'm not sure, but I think it's decollet. <laughs> there you go. One thing I want to touch on before we leave the eye region is something that when I did the microblading, she gave me, and it was it was a, a mic, almost a microblading wand. I bought a pack of them at Sally Beauty Supply for, I think they were probably under five bucks, and it's a little razor. And I've been using this on my face completely, the whole face. So I will take care of the, the, straight, the straight eyebrows, and I will also do my cheeks. I will do my mustache area. I will do under my chin. And I've been doing this for several years and I'm not growing dark hair people. So that's a whole fallacy on that that happens if you razor your face. And what this does is it takes off the top layer of dead skin and it feels great. And you really can tell the difference in how you look. And so that's so important. However you do it, you've got to make sure you are not growing those air and tears. And the other thing that's really good about that is your makeup will sit a lot better. I, when I do get facials, I haven't gotten one in a long time due to COVID. She does do that to my skin. That's part of my facial. And my skin feels wonderful after, but also putting on your moisturizer and your foundation or tinted moisturizer that you use, it just sets up really better. It's smooth. Your skin looks luscious. So I also do recommend that. Fantastic. And again, not expensive, easy to do. So I'll tell you where it's not good to use a razor on your hair. Remember those decades <laughs> thinning of your hair using a razor? Remember in one of the last episodes, I talked about the decade of the bad hair. <laughs> Let's talk about hair and hair care, hairstyles. When you're consulting with your clients, what do you see the most and what what do you think is the most important thing about hairstyle? Well, that's a big question. I think that the hairstyle that someone has represents them. And if you change your hairstyle, it can really change how you feel about yourself and also how people see you. So when I'm meeting with a client for the first time, or I am working with a client, I recommend to them that they consider changing their hairstyle every three to five years. Now that doesn't mean a drastic change, but that might be if you have longer hair, cut it a little shorter. Depending on if you have very curly hair, maybe decide that you're going to wear it straight for a while. As we age, the hairstyle that we had in our 20s shouldn't be the hairstyle that we have in our 30s, in our 30s to our 40s. 
and so on. It doesn't keep us younger to have that same hairstyle. It does not keep you younger. And I'm a person that has naturally curly hair. I'll sometimes wear my hair curly or I will blow it out straight. What are the differences? For me personally, when I blow my hair out straight, I feel more professional. When I wear my hair curly, I am more playful. So I am a person that will change my hair according to what I'm doing for my day. And that makes me feel better. So I say just that to my clients, if they have the opportunity to change their hair up, some women will put their hair in a ponytail. Well, maybe that's not always a great idea, depending on what you do. Or it's a really good idea, depending on what you do. I think the big takeaway is something to think about. It's not just the hair on your head. It truly plays into your presentation. So Lisa, you wear your hair curly or straight. Let's talk about one of the best things to have been invented. The blow dry bars, right? <laughs> yes. Is that yes, what you're talking about? <laughs> yes, the blow dry bars. Or your stylist um, really, really knows how to blow out your hair. Exactly. Right. I have the woman that does my hair blow out my hair and she knows my hair and she does a great job. But I have gone to several blow dry bars, especially when I was out traveling, because if you get your hair blown out, it can last up to a week, especially if you buy good dry shampoo and know how to use it right. And you will never have a bad hair day ever, ever. It's the best thing invented. I agree. So highly, highly recommend trying it especially when we can get back out, I would get my hair blown out once a week on a regular basis, because then I never had to do my hair. And it also saves you time in the morning. Because if you don't have to deal with your hair, that can cut out a half an hour to an hour of your morning. Absolutely. When there's cost involved in it. And also you're saving on shampoo, you're saving on product. That's what I tell people. Thank you. So Lisa, here's a question. I know a lot of people are contemplating, particularly as the age banks or no banks. So bangs or no bangs, I think that as we age, people should consider not having bangs anymore. I don't think that bangs make you look any younger. I actually think bangs can make you look older. That's my opinion. Some people have to have bangs because of colics and things like that. But if you have the opportunity not to have bangs as you age, I would recommend to change it up a little bit. Good advice. Let's talk about transitioning natural. I think that's something going on, particularly living through COVID. There was weeks, months where, and still people aren't comfortable going into salons to have their hair done. So a lot of women, particularly and men are going through a a change that they didn't intend to have. What's your thoughts about that transitioning? I don't have a problem with it. The only problem I have is if you are on Zoom calls all day long, and you have that stripe that goes down the middle, I don't think that that's a very attractive look. And I think that if you're choosing to go all natural, even if you're on the Zoom calls a lot, there's some sprays and things that you can buy that are temporary for your day and just give a little spritz at the top of your head so it almost looks more natural, like there's just gray coming out here and there. But going all gray, I don't have a problem with it. As long as you don't have a problem with it. Because if you don't have a problem with it, I think it can be quite pretty. Well, it's interesting. I started transitioning to natural color, which for me is predominantly gray, more of a silver actually, in January before really worrying about COVID. So I maybe got a a head start on it, but I knew what I was in for. I had gone very blonde years before so that I could keep it at bay. 
So it's been a process and there are days where I'll get up and, you know, if I put a few more curls in it, the differentiation shows less. So there's been some interesting strategies there, but yes, the, the spray, particularly when you're at the beginning of it, the spray that covers the gray, that's a very big help. And I think one thing we want to say too, is particularly when we talk about zoom calls and we're going to end talking about zoom calls in a little bit is that we're not trying to make you stand out. We're trying to make you so comfortable on your Zoom call that there's really nothing to notice. And that doesn't mean we don't want people to see who you are or know who you are, but you really don't want to stand out for all the wrong reasons on a Zoom call. Does that make sense? Exactly, Katie. That was very well said. I like that. All right, let's talk about glam hair really quickly. And then we're going to have a couple minutes to talk about makeup before we go to our nonprofit spotlight. Glam hair. Glam hair. (laughs) I have no problem with glam hair for if you're going to go glamming, which none of us have done, right? Um, But when you have the opportunity to go and get your hair all glammed up, it's fun. It's really fun. It's, It's like you're you're kind of this imaginary character for the night um, and you feel good and you stand up taller and you walk different and it's a fun thing to do. It's especially fun to do with a bunch of girls. Um, It's not something that we do every day, but I definitely think it's a fun and important thing to do when you're getting dressed up. All right. We'll make note. Lisa is for glam hair when appropriate. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we're going to quickly talk about makeup, because I think, again, you know, that's one of the talked about things. Oh, my gosh, nobody's wearing makeup, nobody's buying makeup. But really, you need to, I think, pay attention to eyes, mascara, lips, color, and eyeliner. And then, um, particularly when we come out of this, and you go back into the real world, What are your thoughts about having your makeup done by someone professionally? I think it's a really good idea to go to a good place and have somebody do your makeup to show you what would be best for your face. You can tell them that you're not a person that wears makeup. You don't like makeup, but you feel it's important to start wearing makeup. And they can just show you the little ins and outs that can make your face look better. What does makeup really, what is it supposed to do? It's supposed to highlight your eyes, highlight your cheekbones, highlight your lips, make you feel more alive. That's what makeup is really for. I'm really talking about everyday basic makeup. And I tell everybody, especially as we age, that you got to wear something. You can't just get up and wear nothing. You get lost and you look older. It's so true. Mascara. I want to touch on this really quickly because I'm terrible at this. Replacing mascara. I don't know the real answer to that, but I suggest every three months, especially if you're a person that wears contacts. I would say the same with an eyeliner, right? Because you're so close to your eye and depending on where you're putting it. Right. Or if you have an eye pencil that you're using a sharpener, you're actually cleaning that as you sharpen it. So just make sure that you do that because you don't want to get an eye infection. So true. Talk about lips. We're going to get rid of the masks and we are seeing lips a lot, obviously on our Zoom Zoom calls and yeah. Lips is a big one. I always say- Not mine aren't. (laughs) No, I don't mean it that way. Right. We're not seeing lips out in public right now, but we are on Zoom calls. So we're, I know we're going to finish with that, but I always tell people that they should put some kind of color on their lip. A natural lip 
If you are doing presentations, if you're working, if you're on Zoom, whatever you're doing, you need to put some color on because it sets the rest of your face up. All right, let's get to our, our quickly, our, our when in Zoom, what's our must do's? So I have six must do's for women's Zooms. Actually, these are also if you're going to do presentations out in the real world, okay? The first one is an eyebrow gel or pencil to define your eyebrows. We, we already touched on that. Very, very important. Number two is eyeshadow. Just eyeshadow in neutral colors, just to set up your eye. Doesn't have to be a color. It can be neutral colors. Mascara and then eyeliner. Well, actually eyeliner and then mascara. Either a tinted moisturizer or a light foundation with moisturizer is probably, it's not in any specific order, by the way. I think you do that first. Everybody needs to do that. Natural skin on a Zoom call, not good. And then a little blush on your cheekbones, but not always just your cheekbones. Put a little bit in the front of your forehead, on the tip of your nose, and on the tip of your chin. And then at the very end, lipstick. Doesn't have to be bright red. Doesn't have to be hot pink. It can be a very nice neutral color. Just don't do lip gloss with no color. Then your lips get really shiny and it's very distracting. All right. And I'm going to add, make sure your lighting is good on your Zoom call. I think that's important. And we've talked about that before. Lisa, thank you. This has been such a fun journey and it puts a smile on my face every time we do these podcasts. Now let's go to our nonprofit spotlight. And, you know, as we are able to sit in our comfortable homes and do our podcast and pivot with the world as it is around us, there's a lot of people who are struggling and there's an organization called Rebuilding Together Twin Cities, who their mission is to repair homes, revitalize communities, rebuild lives. They serve low-income homeowners who are seniors, individuals living with disabilities, families with children and veterans and their families in need. And they also serve nonprofit facilities in need of repairs. So they're doing a lot of work in the Twin Cities. It's an organization that I've had a lot of experience with and they do good work. So rebuildingtogether-twincities.org is a phenomenal organization. I hope you will go to our website and learn a little bit more about them. And with that, we have, let's see, two, two in the books. Second season, podcast two. Lisa, yes, again, Katie. how do we get a hold of you? Lisa at wardrobeconsulting.net. And I'm Katie at katieharms.com. We hope you continue to come back and see us because we know that we can help you with the view in your mirror. Our upcoming show we're excited about, we're going to reintroduce ourselves to our clothes and closets. We're calling this Lisa's one, two, three, and Katie's four, five, six. So enjoy, be well, and make sure you look at that beautiful view in your mirror.